Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. So, tis the season. It is the holiday season. I got to say this, though. So, now living on the East Coast and not in the city of Chicago, like, storms happen, power outages happen, and apparently tomorrow there's another big storm coming. On Christmas Eve, I went to the grocery store, bought all this food for Christmas Eve. I don't even know if you know this. And Christmas morning. And if we lose our power and I can't make all this food, this would just cap 2020. I mean, was that a it's shot? So was that a shot? Do you think I don't know there's food in our fridge? I spend most of my time <laughs> hovering in that area around the refrigerator. I'm keenly aware that you went to the grocery store. That'll, I might be oblivious to some things. That'll never be one of them. <laughs> Maybe I'll make dinner early, like at like two, like a grandma tomorrow. Anyways, we're uh, this is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. We are Christmas Shay Eve? and Jordan Cornett. Hello, welcome to... Jordan, did you not buy me a gift? You know I bought you a gift. Because you know how we are. We can't even wait till the holiday to give stuff. You know that I got you. What's yeah. most important, though? A card. She likes a card I more like than a, a gift. Card. I'm into a good card. But you hear the words that I say that are kind every day. Why do they have to be written down like it's a contract? So it's proof that I feel that way in words in a card. Sweetie, it's just a card. Okay? I can send you an email with the a same contract. Stuff. Like, get over My yourself. My point is, why does it have to be written down in a card? It's just I don't, I don't get that. Get, but a, I know, get a card. Okay, I, know, it's I, not, I don't means, ask for much. I don't ask for much. Well, that's I a, want a that's card, a damn lie. You ask for morning. a lot. That's a lie. <laughs> okay, you ask for a hell of a lot. Goodness, you a card is the bare minimum. Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin is presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. So, Festivus is today, and we are airing our grievances. We are speaking of a crisp, of a Festivus miracle. We are showing one feat of strength. And so we asked you to weigh in. You can hit us up on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed or on the call-in line. And there's been a few people that have called in. Scott is in North Carolina. Scott, what do you got? Well, um, so the feat of strength. So I, I guess I'll give you a quick backstory here. I grew up in Indiana okay. um, as a Browns fan because the Colts weren't there when I was born. And the Browns left. Uh, so then I ended up being a Colts fan, so I like them both. So my feat of strength would be uh, both of them getting the 10 wins when I never saw that coming, yeah. and they both still have two games to play. My grievance might get you guys a little worked up. Oh, great. Uh-oh. Like, I need more of that yeah, in my life. Yeah. Growing up in Indiana, the people that get on my nerves the most, like I'm a White Sox fan. I know where this is going, Scott. Go ahead. Go there. Go there. Go ahead. You're going to like it. You're going to like it, Jordan, uh, because (laughs) you kind of alluded to it earlier. (laughs) People that tell you that they like IU for basketball, Notre Dame for football, and then I just cut them off before they finish, and I say, let me guess, your baseball team is the Cubs. (laughs) They just like the the popular thing going (laughs) In the area. Now, hold on. That, that's, my, that's my grievance. Okay. Scott, I love fair, it because I can't stand those kind of people. The ones who love Oh, Notre- by the way, hey, hey uh, did you know that you're really going to hate this? Did you know that IU used to take their picture of their media day guide or when, media guide? When they guide, play Ohio they State. Take the yes, I know. <laughs> yeah. I used to work in the sports media department. I know, Scott. Because the you. colors resembled Indiana. Cream and, and Crimson the, resembles the And the, the crowd would the be the biggest the when the Buckeyes played. I know. Okay. Scott's point, though, is what drives me nuts about having been at Notre Dame and played basketball there. They handpicked the football team to love because of the tradition. Then they leave to go downstate to Bloomington and root for Indiana basketball. Like Notre Dame basketball doesn't exist. Scott is absolutely right. And then they throw in the Cubs, all the front-running teams, but they leave behind Indiana oh, football stop. and Notre the Dame Cubs basketball. The Cubs not a front-running team until 2016. Everybody loves to root for the Cubs. You're missing the point. Is There is Indiana football. There is Notre Dame basketball. 
give us some love too. Scott, I actually agree with you. It drives me nuts. But see, like, that's not true. If I, I went to IU, I'm not a fan. I'm only a fan of Notre Dame with you when I'm with you. And even if Notre Dame plays Indiana, I root for IU. I stick to my roots. So I don't know who these kinds of people are. Are they Purdue fans? I don't know. I don't understand. You have a ton of IU friends they that, that like Notre Dame but football. But a lot of them are from South Bend. All right, let's I do hate some more doing calls. arguments. Hey, like let's this do Mark here. Mark in Cincinnati. Let's talk about let's some Let's go chili. to 513. Give me your strength, your grievance, your miracle. What do you got, Mark? All right. My strength is the UC Bearcats football team. They have uh, quietly become the best thing sports-wise we have in the city, and <laughs> it's just been really exciting to watch them play. Good. Um, I like my that. My grievance would be the UC basketball team. Yeah. Uh, we had a great thing going with Nick Cronin. He left for a more high-profile job, and I think we may have settled on our coach. I know he's a local guy who's kind of a state player, but I just don't really see it going on for us, you know, continuing. It's almost the opposite of the football team. Okay, and your miracle? My miracle would be related again to UC's football team, just this year gave us a great opportunity. We're going to get a chance to play a good Georgia team and show what we're really made of. But even better, it makes it more exciting for next year when we get to try and do this again and play Notre Dame in Indiana, which should be amazing. Okay. Mark, I like all three of these. They're very related to Cincinnati, which I know my husband over here likes. Um, So the strength, I think that's funny that – yeah, Cincinnati, the Bearcats football team, has become the best football team in town. It's the best team in the history of Cincinnati football. The miracle is that Luke Fickle rode it out with them and didn't look uh, for greener grass and greener pastures somewhere else. That's a great football team. That's, that, that defense has been fun to watch all season long. I love Cincinnati football. Okay, and so basketball. UC basketball. I, I tried to warn everybody about this, and, and Mick Cronin leaving – uh, they ran him out of there. Those fans didn't appreciate what he was doing there. He got a heck of an offer at UCLA. It's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Mick Cronin's a Cincinnati born and bred guy. Like He loves Cincinnati. He was there on the bench alongside Bob Huggins for some special times there as well. The history was there. But once you replace a guy like Bob Huggins, despite the fact he wasn't the direct replacement, but when you follow in the footsteps a couple coaches later, you'll never overcome the shadow of what Bob Huggins did there. He's a legend. So Mick essentially leaves because they didn't appreciate him anyway. And John Brandon, who's a heck of a coach, he did a lot of great things at NKU. I'm a big believer in John Brandon, takes over. But people then don't understand what he's got to do there to flip this thing back into a winner and try to build his type of team. Two and six Cincinnati basketball, which is where they stand right now, it's not what people are used to seeing. But they'll get back. John Brandon will be fine there. All right. Let's move from college basketball now back to the NFL. Again, this is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Shay and Jordan Cornette here uh, filling in for the next couple of days. Here's what I have to say about Baker Mayfield and the Browns. The Browns are having a good season. There is no doubt about that. The Browns could catch up to the Steelers at this point, given the way the Steelers has, have played as of late. But I don't want the Browns to go out this offseason and have a short-term memory and pay Baker Mayfield the way the Philadelphia Eagles played Carson Wentz. I don't want it. Because I'm worried that Baker Mayfield would turn into Johnny Manziel. I don't need it. I don't need it if I'm the Cleveland Browns. Does he deserve a fifth-year option? Does he deserve some money to stay there because it's been a long time since they have had a mainstay at the quarterback position? Sure. 
Has he led the Browns to the playoffs for the first time in a long time? Yes. But don't give him $100 million plus dollars to go out and remain your franchise quarterback for years to come. Don't do it. Don't do it, Browns. I, I don't know, Shay. I or was, do it if you want a Carson Wentz situation. I was with you all the way literally up until the last few days. I've been thinking about this a lot. It's really hard to come by a franchise quarterback. And if you've got the sense and any kind of confidence that there is one, you have to align yourself and attach yourself to that wagon and ride it out. Baker Mayfield over these last three games, it's been remarkable what he's done. He's thrown for nearly 1,000 yards, eight touchdowns, and only one pick. He's put them in position. He's been more than the game manager, which was in question all season. And you know why it's worked? Because he's found a coach and some continuity there that understands his skill set and Kevin Stefanski, who, by the way, should be up for coach of the year this year. The relationship between head coach and quarterback is essential. And those two are on the same page. Offensively, they have found their groove. They found the formula. When you catch that in a bottle, that is lightning and you have to protect it. Maybe Baker Mayfield isn't the quarterback that you're accustomed to seeing that you just know when you watch him, like a Justin Herbert, where you just know who he is. Baker Mayfield's not that. But Baker Mayfield is playing like that now. And oh, by the way, OBJ ain't even in the lineup. And he's doing these kind of things. Oh, but I thought that was better for the Browns if OBJ's not in the lineup. Well, it didn't look like it, but and it still doesn't look like that. I'll never say with a talent like that, Come you're better on. off without him. Shay, my point here, stay with me, is OBJ's not even there. When he comes back, it could be even more explosive. With an offense, that is explosive. They've got the great defense. They've got the great run game. They've got an offensive line that is protecting him, keeping a clean pocket, and he's making plays. Kevin Stefanski has the trust in the quarterback, and vice versa. You have to go pay him. Oh, please. You have to go pay Baker Mayfield because of the position it's in right now and how glowingly it's going right now. Baker Mayfield has earned that contract. You don't want to be in a position looking for another guy that they can have this faith in. They can make it work like this. As long as it keeps riding even close to what it is right now, secure the bag, secure the quarterback, and keep it moving in Cleveland because it's a beautiful thing and something we don't ever see up there in Cleveland. This is a good thing. He's earned the right to be paid, Shay. I hate to say you it. You listed but the I'm Baker in. Mayfield. Pay his offensive line then and protect him. Give him some money and his fifth year fifth year option so he sticks so around. You, to- you mentioned his last four games. I'm going to come at you again. 70% completion rate, over 1,200 yards, 10 TDs, a touchdown. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus... Their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yes, he's on fire over his last four games. You're going to pay a dude because his last four games have been good? Shay, since week seven. Go win the Super Bowl, then we'll talk. Then we'll <laughs> that's, talk. Your, that's your standard? To so, pay over $100 million? Absolutely. Well, then yes. Shay, then so one person should get paid that. It's Patrick Mahomes and that's it. And look, since, Fair. Week, since week seven. Fair. Since week seven, Baker Mayfield has had the fourth highest QBR in the league. 
behind Aaron Rodgers, who gets paid nicely, Patrick Mahomes, who gets Bowl. paid nicely, has a Super and Bowl. Tom Brady, who gets paid nicely. Has multiple Super it's Bowls. It's performance-based, Shay. I co- close my case. No, Shay, what, what you're missing here in this is if you don't pay him, then you lose him. And when you lose him, who, hold on. When you lose him, you then have to go find a quarterback. Do you know how hard that is to do in the National Football League? Yeah, ask the Browns about it. I know exactly how hard it is. You don't have to let him go. You just don't need to pay him Carson Wentz money. Somebody will. So Somebody will. Listen to me. Somebody will. I disagree with you. Beginning Tuesday, January 5th, Mike Greenberg begins his show, Greeny, immediately following Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin on ESPN Radio. Greeny will take you inside the stories of the day as only he can. He'll have the newsmakers you would expect to interact with every single day from Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin right into Greeny weekday mornings on ESPN Radio. The debut of Kevin Durant with the Nets. I try not to make too big of a deal out of this whole thing. I've been playing this game since I was eight years old, so I just got to go back to what I know. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Zubin. All guests appear via the Shell Pennzoil performance line, and that's where we're going to go here in a second. J- Shay and Jordan Cornette filling in. What? I wonder what Jay Will's life is like being married to his Hoosier. I bet she's nicer. I bet she listens a little bit more. I'm second guessing being married to a Hoosier. Jay Will, what's it like for you being married to a Hoosier, my friend? We actually very much enjoy watching you guys every time you co uh, you fill in because that is my life on a day to day basis at home, Jordan. I am never right. And it literally takes somebody else to say something to my wife that I've said repeatedly for her to then look at me and be like, well, yeah, he's right. And I, I guess you're kind of right. Jay, kind of right. That is life, bro. Jordan We're living always. a city life. We love you, though. Shay, I love you, though. You know what? <laughs> yeah. I love my wife. We, We've started off on the, the wrong foot here, Jay. Okay? <laughs> yes. I'm just now meeting you. We've started off on the wrong foot. Okay? And you're saying exactly what my husband always says. I wish there was one more person here it's that life. could decide this because you make no sense. I'm like, oh, please. Um, if you can't Jay, tell. Uh, at, least, at least I know where the power lies, though. You know <laughs> what I mean? I know, I know what avenue I have to go through in order for the task to be completed. Yes, so, exactly. Much respect to you. <laughs> I I, thank you. Now we're now we're talking. Uh, in case you can't tell, this is Jay Williams, ESPN basketball analyst, host, and obviously this is his show that we're sitting here <laughs> talking on. Um, so yesterday was day one of the NBA season. I know it feels like we went to sleep, woke up, and now we're in the next season. We were just in the bubble, it feels like. So broadly here, what surprised you about day one? And I know there were only two games, but four kind of mainstream teams that did play yesterday. Is there something that really stood out to you yesterday? Yeah, it was Golden State. So, you know, look, I, I didn't I didn't walk away last night from Brooklyn's game learning anything about Brooklyn. Like, I knew they were going to be a polished streetball version of the Harlem Gold Trialers pretty much on the court, right? Like, mm. that's how talented KD and Kyrie are. I, I You know, I, I think I walked away saying, like, damn, like, what is this Golden State team going to look like without Klay Thompson? I thought the addition of Andrew Wiggins would have been additive if Clay had played, because I think Andrew Wiggins would have been a great third piece to a team, but I don't see him being a second tier option, even though he'll be paid first tier money, essentially. Right. Um, their plan was originally to potentially move him or use him uh, as a third piece. So I think seeing them struggle, seeing them get blitzed by that many points last night, it makes me start to wonder like how they'll pan out in the West. Um, especially Steph, you know, when he's being asked to do more, more volume, I, I, that's when he's typically gotten hurt. So I think I just walk away saying, wow, like this dynasty that once was, um, now Clay's been hurt again. 
back-to-back injuries. How Steph's going to pan out? Kelly Oubre is talented, but I don't think him and Andrew Wiggins are going to be enough. And I think Golden State Warriors fans recognize that too. James Wiseman, Jay Will, watching him, I was I was blown away by what he can bring and what his upside is and how he can be used for Golden State for years to come. Number one, two pick, uh, the number two, number one, two. The number two pick looks like he's got it. Uh, what was your impression of James Wiseman? Look, I, I think the, the versatility of his skill set is something that makes him uniquely different. Um, his ability to even shoot the ball a little bit, to extend the floor. He can dribble the ball. And it's like, oh, he can dribble the ball. He's an NBA player. Oh, no, I'm talking about like dribble handoff sort of, you know, all these things that you can utilize bigs for. And, you know, he also has a high basketball IQ. The interesting thing about him is that I think he is a guy that you're happy with, with the pick, but for what you need right now, um, I don't think he can provide that major, major punch, but for years to come, I think he will be a great serviceable piece. I don't know if he blossoms into, you know, a franchise player piece potentially, um, but I think for a big that is suitable for the style in which the Golden State Warriors play, he can perfectly fit into that system. Jay Will, I'm watching the Nets yesterday, and I know you said you, you kind of expected all this. Uh, you know more than I because I was still surprised by a, uh, just how good the Nets are. I said, it's probably the best team in the NBA to me. Uh, and that's no slight to the Lakers. The Lakers will probably show me at some point that it's them, but then they're 1A and 1B. And when I walked away from the Nets game last night, I turned off the TV and I said to Shea, I said, the only way the Nets mess this up is if they decide to go get James Harden. It would be the yep. worst decision the Nets can make. Do you agree? I do. Well, first off, we're all going on a double date to a Brooklyn Nets game. We're going to go do that. Yeah. So yeah, Jay will have his court side too, yes. Shay. We, yes. we, we, we need to do that once, once we all get vaccined up. Um, <laughs> yes. And, and then, uh, look, it's Kara Severt, Spencer Dinwiddie, um, the, the pieces that they have off the bench. Jeff Green last night laying the ball on the way he was doing, operating. They just, they come at you in waves, man. And Amira Karasavert signed that deal. It was like, I think it was like a 60 or $70 million deal. And I was talking to Sean Marks, the GM. I was like, he is worth it because what he can provide from you from a scoring punch off the bench is next level. Now, I don't know if guys are going to be willing to just accept their roles. Like this is a long season. And if there's one thing that we know about Jordan and Shea is that this is going to be a roller coaster ride with the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, I'm sure that we're going to hit some months where it's going to be cold. They're going to be angry. They're going to be pouty. I wonder how that's going to affect team dynamics and chemistry. But if everybody can really hold on to roles, I don't see any team being better than them in the Eastern Conference. And I, I do think that they will be the best matchup with the Lakers, if the Lakers are able to come out of the West, which I think they will. I still think, look, even though they lost last night, they lost to the Clippers at opening night last year, and look what happened. So, I look, Pandemic P turned to Premier P last night. We'll see if that can sustain throughout the playoffs. Pandemic <laughs> P. Um, speaking of the Lakers and a team giving them a run for their money, who is it in the West that you think, if it's not the Clippers, that will compete against the Lakers later on in the season? Yeah. I've been, I've, been, I've been saying this since the beginning of the year. I, I've, been, I've been very big on the Portland Trailblazers, right? And everybody says, well, how do you be big on them? You know, last year they barely squeezed into the playoffs. I'm like, well, last year you had injuries to Zach Collins. You, had, you know, Yusuf Nurkic, who was out for most of the year. You had Rodney Hood at Torres Achilles. Now you bring Rodney Hood back. He's healthy. Now you bring Yusuf Nurkic back. Two years ago, guys, they were in the Western Conference Finals. Like, they were that good. And I, I know that out of sight, out of mind, Sometimes to a degree that we need to see Dame Lillard and and see you know CJ McCollum, but 
look, they are one of the most talented teams there is in the league. And Carmelo Anthony comes back to get Robert Covington. You know, I know I'm getting into the weeds, but he was a piece that was with the Houston Rockets before that can, you know, fit into their three and D style, can shoot threes, but also can be a versatile defender. They get a nice cancer back. I just, I like the way this team is made. And I think there are dark horse in the West that nobody is really talking about because everybody wants the LA teams, the sexiness of that, right? The attractiveness mm-hmm. of, Oh, it's the battle of LA. They want that to be the matchup. I think the Portland trailblazers are going to be the biggest matchup for the Lakers. I can't let Jay will go without asking about his giants. They're still alive in this thing in the NFC East. Uh, you think they got a chance to get to the postseason, or is it a wrap? Man, I, I, I right now I'm on a, I'm, I'm like, I am in a glass case of emotions. I am Anchorman. I don't know what to think anymore about my Giants. Like I hate them one day. I love them the next. I'm listening to you guys this morning. I've been out here in Maine. I have no idea what's going on. I'm like, what happened? What did Dwayne Haskins do? What the hell is going on? What have I been missing? I leave for two days, and this is all the stuff that's going on. So, Jordan, to tell you, I got no damn clue. Hey, no idea. Hey, Jay, Will, let me just tell you this about Dwayne Haskins. He's doing some ish that me and you can never do. I'll just tell <laughs> you that. Yeah, what? What are people – it's a pandemic. Right. What are we doing? <laughs> what is he doing? That is actually – What the heck is he No more room right? chicken pepper wings. Yeah. No, no more. Yeah, he ain't, he ain't no. going for the wings. Okay, I think no, we've determined that. <laughs> we've determined that clearly. Hey, Thank Jay you. Will, good luck with your Hoosier, my friend. Good luck. Fight <laughs> the good Will, fight. Thanks, good guys. chat with you this Appreciate morning. You both, guys. Hey, Thank happy you holidays to you and your family, too. We'll Thanks talk to you soon. Thanks for letting us fill in, brother. <laughs> you have to get that in. Like the I, jab I, just, the I know wife. he has the nicer Hoosier who gives him how a little bit you know easier that? of a time. Because I see how free-flowing and easy life is for <laughs> oh, Jay Will. Stop. I see the positivity oh, that oozes life. off my guy. And I'm like, oh, when he goes home, it's easy for him. Oh, please. I, I've got angst. I've got an edge because I live in fear. <laughs> oh, my. Like Mel Gibson and Braveheart. Hold. <laughs> Hold. That's me. You're the most dramatic. Bracing myself for the, six, the next game man I've ever met in my life. Dramatic. Y'all just you, you y'all just see the 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 talent over here. <laughs> how good she is at driving the show. The beautiful eyes, but you guys don't know the terror she is while I go home. Y'all don't you know have anything nice to say. Hurry up! I said you have beautiful to... eyes. That's your compliment. And that's a little bit of it right there. It's <laughs> a little bit of it. You guys can't see the look. When eyes are that pretty, when they get mean, woo. He always, scary. he always says I do have the meanest eyes when I'm mad. <laughs> All right. <laughs> if losing for Lawrence for the Jets was what they were supposed to do, they didn't do it. So now what? Oh, it's Festivus. And for the rest of us, does that work? No. Yeah, Festivus for the rest of us. That's, okay. that's the line. Oh, it is? Truth be told. Festivus for the rest of us. Oh, wow. I See, I just did that off the dome. I'm not even really a Seinfeld kind of person. I don't, I appreciate Seinfeld. I just don't really know all the things about it uh this is kate Keyshawn, jay will and zubin on espn radio espn 2 series xm channel 80 and you can just tell your smart speakers to play espn we are shay and jordan cornett the cornets filling in over the next couple of days and you can give us a call on the call in line 888 say espn it's 888-729-3776 i mentioned it is sports festival so you can name a feat of strength air your grievances or tell us a sports miracle that you would like to see happen okay so uh, we know by now that the Jets have won a football game, and usually I say that like in jest, but it is actually kind of a problem now at this point because we all assumed they were going to go out, they were going to get a new coaching staff, they were going to get their quarterback in Trevor Lawrence, and they would ride off into the sunset and recreate this whole thing top to bottom. Well, then you go and actually win a game against the Rams, and now you're at the number two pick behind the Jacksonville Jags. And this creates a whole bag of issues because 
Now, what do you do if you're the Jets? Do you keep Darnold? Do you still get a quarterback? Do you build around Darnold? Do you trade the number two pick? What the heck do you do? Well, Dan Orlowski, ESPN NFL analyst, was on Greeny with Mike Greenberg yesterday and says this is what the Jets should do. Keep Sam. Get the right coach. And then with the second pick, you do one of two things. You hopefully, as someone falls in love with Justin Fields or Trey Lance or Zach Wilson out of BYU, hopefully someone falls absolutely in love with those guys. And then you trade away for a boatload of picks. Or if that doesn't happen and, you know, uh, no one falls in love with those quarterbacks, you take either Jamar Chase or Devontae Smith. Jamar Chase out of LSU, Devontae Smith out of Alabama. One of those two should be your second pick. And you go, we got to build around Sam Darnold because we still believe he can be a big-time player. Okay, this is absolutely what I said yesterday, too, about Sam Darnold, about keeping Sam Darnold. I didn't say the thing about trading the pick. I'm just saying about keeping Sam Darnold in New York. Why are you looking at me like that? Like I wasn't the one is, arguing for that. This is exactly the second scenario I provided. You are the one that said Carson I Wentz said, go should get, go. I said go get Carson Wentz, or I laid out a whole scenario how the Eagles got to Carson Wentz to begin with by giving up a heap of draft stock to the Browns. And look what the Browns are now with what they did with those draft picks. I said there's a lot, a, a huge haul you can bring in for that draft pick if you want to go that route. And it can be while going to get a different quarterback or keeping Sam Darnold. So, yeah, that's absolutely a path. The beauty of being the Jets here is, yeah, you lose a ton in terms of losing Trevor Lawrence. No question. Now you got to get creative in other ways that don't require a lot of creativity. You still have a few different options that can still get you back to being a relevant football team. The obvious choice would have been lose out and get Trevor. But you could still but go like, isn't you can it still frustrating go get one though, of these other quarterbacks. Isn't it frustrating though that like we're even in this situation? Like if you are the no Jets brass, aren't you at a point where you're like, Really? Oh but also don't <laughs> discount those don't discount the belief that the Jets may have that Justin Fields is not Trevor Lawrence, but still a Dak Prescott or better. There's going to be teams out there that might believe that, and the Jets could very well be one of them. They could be enamored with the second-best quarterback in the draft, that in this kind of draft, if you're the second-best, ain't so bad. So the Jets may decide they want Justin Fields. They want Zach Wilson. Could happen there. I do think the savviest play would be to take in a haul for the number two pick, trade it away, and build a bad team's roster up. And I think you could still maybe within that go get one of those other quarterbacks like Carson Wentz. Not Carson Wentz because of the tag that comes with him, but maybe one of these other guys. Maybe. I I, I think it's Darnold or it's Justin Fields. That's it. If you're going to build around and you're going to get all these different pieces, you're going to get it in other places. You're going to help out the offensive line. You're going to go get weapons. You need a, a better run game. Frank Gore's old. At you this need a point. lot. You need to get you better. You got rid a lot of, of Le'Veon Bell. You need to help out the defense. Like there are so many other places that you need to look to if you're a Jets fan. Now let's go a step further here. Eric Bieniemy is going to be the number one name on everyone's head coaching list. This is no surprise. Should have been last year. It's definitely going to be this year. So when you think about Eric Bieniemy and where he's going to go, I think we probably could agree it's going to be the Texans. Okay, that's where I would assume Eric Bieniemy is going. But if for some reason the he might, Jets, he might go where Trevor Lawrence goes. Okay, maybe he might go to Jacksonville. I doubt it, but maybe. Let's just assume that Eric Benemy does go to the Jets because no doubt they'll interview him. At least I hope they will. 
And so if he goes to the Jets, what would Eric Bieniemy want? Would he want to help Sam Darnold or would he want to go get Justin Fields? I would assume he'd want to help Sam Darnold. I like that you're coming around on the belief that Sam Darnold could be a good quarterback in this league. Correct me if I'm wrong. You didn't believe that yesterday. No, I don't. I I don't. I I am not a huge Sam Darnold believer, but I am a believer in guys having a different voice in their ear, having different kinds of direction in someone they believe in. I haven't seen enough from Sam Darnold to to say that he has got this giant upside. But then again, I I hadn't seen enough from Ryan Tannehill, and I was proved wrong. I will look at Baker Mayfield. As a, as an example of a lesser case and not as flagrant of a of a situation of a not as flagrantly bad of a situation like Sam Darnold's, but all the all the turnover with management and different coordinators and chaos with the Browns organization, Freddie Kitchens for a season, Baker Mayfield was maybe not the Baker Mayfield that he could become, that he's been here in this stretch of football. I, by the way, I, I'm going to try and give you a chance to maybe say that Baker's not Johnny Manziel because that's I didn't. A, that's I didn't. I said if you give him a lot of money, but I'm worried he could turn into But that. you don't believe that. I know you don't. I, I married you. You don't believe it's that far down that he could go. Not that far down, okay. but you understand it's what extreme. I mean. Flashy. It's extreme. Flashy is my but point. But what we're going back to is I'm watching Baker Mayfield flourish. I'm watching Baker Mayfield be deserving of a contract. I look at Sam Darnold and say, well, it's 100 times worse for what Sam Darnold's had there in New York. Uh, so if you bring in the right stuff around him, and like Dan suggesting, bring in a haul by, by trading the number two pick, maybe we could then truly see who Sam Darnold is. And wouldn't you hate to think you give this guy away and he goes out and balls somewhere else because all he needed was competent people around him. So it's not the worst bet. And when you have a pick of that kind of value that can immediately be traded away for so many other things to lift up a bad roster – that's as enticing as having a number one pick. Sure. I I don't think Sam Darnold, if you trade him away, is even worth a second round pick at this point. I don't. I don't no, think No, I'm talking about trading the number I two. I understand. I understand. But I think if you were going to trade away Sam Darnold and not build around him and you went in a different different direction like a Justin Fields or you traded whatever you decide to do, like he's not worth it. So you your options at this point, because he just hasn't shown it. He hasn't shown his, his he's durable. He hasn't shown he can win football games. I mean, we've heard him saying he sees ghosts. I mean, he just hasn't had it. And he has a coach like Adam Gase who has proven to be the opposite of a quarterback whisperer. We've seen it with Ryan well, Gase Tannehill. Gase is gone. Gase is gone. Obviously. And so he's been detrimental to Sam Darnold's progression. If you trade away the number two pick, you got to build around Darnold. That means you're keeping Darnold. That means you're bringing in someone to groom him. If you draft Justin Fields, that means you're going to trade away Darnold. And I don't think he's worth a second-round pick at this point. I think that would be really, really hard for someone to argue that he is going to be valued that high at this point in his career. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. I am Shay Cornett. He is Jordan Cornett. Should the college football playoff committee... Expand the playoff. Doesn't this seem obvious? From Dallas to D.C. and everywhere in between. From A to Z. Keyshawn, J. Will Zubin, the Cornets filling in. Shea Cornet, Jordan Cornet here with you. All right, let's go A to Z. The Washington football team is aware of social media images showing Dwayne Haskins maskless with strippers. The Washington football team says it will handle the matter internally. And Haskins tweeted an apology on Tuesday, calling his behavior, quote, irresponsible and immature, unquote. It is unclear where the photos were taken. ESPN and other media outlets initially reported the Instagram images were taken at a strip club. But a source told ESPN's John Kime later Tuesday that Haskins is telling people he hired the strippers 
for a private party at a hotel suite. Washington can clinch the NFC East with a win Sunday against the Panthers and a Giants loss against the Ravens. Here's Ryan Clark earlier today on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin on what Dwayne Haskins did. Uh, he's a clown. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and and it's just, it's just no other way to put it. If anything, just be smart enough to not let anybody video you. So everything about this tells me that you have no understanding of yourself or the world today. And you're a clown. And I, 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 I just don't know what you could possibly be thinking or not thinking of to make this decision. And Drew uh, and, and Dwayne Haskins is going to have to wear this. I, I see that he's apologized already. And, you know, people are allowed to get second chances. But I think this is unexcusable. It's unacceptable. And to make a decision like this and put other people in your building at risk, put your peers at risk and put people on other football teams and other organizations at risk is, is just stupid. It's flat out stupid. And that's my professional football analysis. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Okay, uh, the obvious here is yes, you're putting people at risk. We all know what's at stake here with COVID going on. You running around maskless during a pandemic is not smart in any way, shape, or form. The football side of this is extremely irresponsible as well because the Washington football team is unexpectedly in the driver's seat in the NFC East, and you have a chance, as I mentioned, to go out on Sunday and clinch the NFC East with a win against the Panthers. Panthers. The Ron Rivera's former team, where he used to coach and was fired from. Oh, and by the way, your head football coach has been battling cancer all year. It's selfish. It's not only silly, it is selfish. And on top of that, Dwayne, well, I don't mean to kick a horse while he's down, This has not been the first offense here. You have been warned multiple times to start showing some maturity. Time's running out. This could very well be the breaking point. And if it is, I totally understand. Brian Kelly hopes Notre Dame is an independent again. Here's Brian Kelly on what's going to happen between Notre Dame and the ACC. For us, it it was really um, a great dynamic because we knew what we were getting each week, um, you know, from a film study standpoint. Uh, as an independent, you're usually playing new coordinators, uh, new defensive structures. It's something new, uh, a new opponent. Uh, to have some continuity in terms of uh, who we were seeing each week was a little bit different and uh, enjoyable. Um, uh, but we still love the ability to go to the West Coast, obviously, to have the ability to play in different stadiums and different venues. 
um, has been who we are as an independent. This was a great opportunity for us. We're so grateful to Commissioner Swafford for giving us this opportunity in the ACC. Um, we're going to be friends forever, uh, but I think that's just about all we're going to be. We're going to be friends forever? Wow. BFF necklaces? I'm sure the ACC fan base could have done without the last line of it's not you, it's me kind of deal. Yeah, uh, That's what it felt like from Brian Kelly. But look, this thing couldn't have gone more swimmingly. You, you, the Notre Dame football team needed the ACC to put together a schedule. The ACC will always bring in the eyes and uh, the, the, the stage that's presented when a Notre Dame joins. That was a win-win. They both got the ACC championship game. Clemson won the rematch, which a lot of eyes were on. Two teams for the ACC and the CFP. It's been a great year of ACC football, one that's garnered a lot of attention. Brian Kelly's right. Notre Dame will move to independence again next year. But I'll tell you this, and I'm keenly aware of the inner workings of this. I talk to people at Notre Dame. I'm not saying anybody's told me this flat out. But the vibe I get is that in Notre Dame, the vibe I get, just the vibe, the vibe. Notre Dame will not be independent come a window here of the next three, four, five years. It just won't happen. They will join a conference. It could be the ACC. could be the Big Ten. I would imagine, given this olive branch that the ACC is extended and the new commissioner who's coming in to replace the legendary uh, Commissioner John Swafford and Jim Phillips, who's currently Northwestern's AD, who one time worked at Notre Dame and has great relations there, is going to do everything he can, Jim Phillips, that is, to get Notre Dame in as a football partner. That is going to be his primary focus. And Jim Phillips... When he puts his mind to something, he gets things done. He's done a magnificent job at Northwestern as the athletic director. And I think a lot of the reason why they tabbed him to be the successor is to leverage that relationship with Notre Dame to make something happen. Notre Dame's NBC contract garners $15 million a year. It's not as robust a contract as people are led to believe. Say that again. The ACC network generates about $10 million more. For them to be a partner at the ACC would give them $10 million more. Now, the question there lies, and Brian Kelly talked about it, kind of danced around it a little bit. He said his fan base, I'm part of that fan base, enjoys watching Notre Dame play all across the country. But Brian Kelly's not talking about my enjoyment. He's talking about the big money boosters, the ones who enjoy and pay a lot of money to the university to see Notre Dame play in L.A. against the Trojans, to see them play in Yankee Stadium, see them travel over to, to Ireland to play, which was nixed because of COVID this year, playing Shamrock Series games at Jerry's World. Those things are off the table if you're in the ACC. That money that is given from those big money boosters may somewhat be off the table. So that money is made really in that regard. It's not the NBC contract. It's the chest puffed out from the boosters that get to see them play all over the place and call themselves independent. But at some point, that's not going to matter. At some point, the conference affiliation is going to be the most desirable. And I am curious how much the athletic director, Jack Swarbrick, is interested in it because I get the impression – he kind of wants to be a part of a conference. That's just my vibe. That's just my feel. I don't know for certain. Okay, can I just ask a question? Do you really think these boosters, and you would know better than I, are going to be aggravated and pull money out if Notre Dame isn't playing USC? USC isn't even a powerhouse right now. It, it Shane, really, that rivalry is I know, huge. I know. It's I know. I am, I'm not trying you to pretend like it's not. can't a rivalry like, I am not like trying, USC and Notre but, Dame. But now you've created a rivalry with Clemson. In the same, you know what I'm saying? So, like, why would you, if you're a booster, be like, I'm not giving any more money to Notre Dame because I want to go to Ireland? I'm not saying that's necessarily how it's going to go. I'm just saying they really enjoy it. <clears throat> they really enjoy the independence flex. They really enjoy being uh, Notre Dame on NBC's on Saturdays, 
The only team that has that. Yeah. That means something. And tradition and history of Notre Dame is a big deal. Right, right. That being said, this went so well, it's opened some eyes to some decision makers, some of the fan base. And look, there's a large portion of the fan base like, get me back to independence. I'm done with this conference thing. But there's going to be so much chaos ahead in college athletics where you can say, this is what we're going to do. This is who we're going to be. We're going to be independent until you can't be anymore because of the surrounding circumstance. And I don't know what that surrounding circumstance is going to be. I just feel like Notre Dame has tested those waters. Those waters feel kind of warm and tingly. And I think within the next five years, Notre Dame will no longer be independent. I do. Okay, we don't have a lot of time, but quickly. this this You, you talked about the waters being a little mudded in the college football scenario and situation, and that leads us to this college football playoff discussion, and we don't have a lot of time for it. However, I do think you want there, me is, to be short? Good luck. there is something to be said about the college football playoff this year. People are bothered. People are annoyed. People feel like it's unfair. It's, I, I'm one of them. I don't think it's fair the way it's gone down. It doesn't give these Super change. 5 teams any shot to get in. It's got to change. And so you presented a really good plan to how you can expand the college football playoff. Yeah, it just Cincinnati, teams like that, no, before the season even starts with all the work they're putting in, they're not playing for a championship. That's got to change. I was a college athlete. I would be so upset if I knew all the work I'm putting in doesn't matter because I can't play for a title. That is presented in college basketball. It should be presented in college football. Give me eight teams. Give me the five power fives, get an automatic. Whoever wins those conferences, I don't care who it is, in the power fives. Yep. Give me two at-larges. A team like Texas A&M that doesn't win their conference, but you feel like you belong. Give me two of those. And then give me a Cinderella, because people love seeing the opportunity for the upset, even if it's not realistic. The eighth team should be the group of five representative. You have the element of March Madness in the upset. you got your power fives, and you got your two teams you kind of like. Give me eight, it works. Can Katie and Kyrie, can anyone beat them? That's next. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio.